Uh, what are the issues uh, this, our society has with the platform economy? Well, there are actually many, many issues and still many matters to be resolved regarding the platform economy. But from a Dutch labor law perspective, it all comes down to one question in particular, and that is how the labor relationships of platform workers should be legally qualified. Hello, listeners. This is Clint Littler Explains. Uh, my name is Jasper Hofstad. I'm an associate at the Clint Littler office based in Amsterdam. I'm your host for this podcast, of which the aim is to bring you, the listener, the basics of Dutch employment and labor law. Every episode I will discuss with one of my colleagues one of his or her favorite topics, whereby, of course, the aim is to press out every juicy detail. And joining me at my desk today is Miro Keizer. Uh, Miro is a PhD candidate at the University of Utrecht. And next to writing her thesis, uh, she's a professional support lawyer at Clint Littler and specializes in flexible and atypical labor relationships. Miro, can you elaborate a little more on the topic we are about to discuss today? Yes, thank you Jasper for having me. It's correct, I indeed focus on flexible labor relationships and I think it's fair to say that uh, the topic of today qualifies as such because we'll discuss the platform economy. To be more specific, we'll focus on work platforms in the platform economy like Deliveroo and Uber, uh, which I'm sure our listeners will be familiar with. Uh, These work platforms are apps on which companies or consumers can post jobs or tasks to which workers can respond if they are interested in performing the work. It differs per uh, platform what the role of the platform exactly is, but most platforms provide the parties with model agreements for the performance of the work, handle complaints and organize the payment process. And these platforms often use algorithms to decide which jobs workers will see on their app. And so that's for the division of the work and to sometimes give them instructions or even determine the fee the workers get. And I brought a Clint Eastwood quote uh, with me today, uh, since you've asked me to do so. Um, I found uh, this quote very fitting and it is the quote, society is at odds with itself. The platform economy actually is a phenomenon created by society or at least uh, facilitated and welcomed by society. But it is also a phenomenon with regard to which society has still not been able to agree upon the best way to deal with this. So as a society, we are struggling on how to best deal with something we created ourselves, the platform economy. Well, Meryl, um, thank you very much. I'm amazed um, for uh, for the effort of finding a suitable quote for today's podcast. For our listeners, uh, this was meant as a gimmick by me and some sort of homage to our company name. But uh, that, of course, is of little importance now. Um, so, Meryl, uh, can you please elaborate a little more on these struggles you are talking about? Uh, what are the issues uh, this, our society has with the platform economy? Well, there are actually many, many issues and still many matters to be resolved regarding the platform economy. But from a Dutch labor law perspective, it all comes down to one question in particular, and that is how the labor relationships of platform workers should be legally qualified. Yeah, because we have, of course, uh, a legal definition in our uh, in our civil code of employment. And for these platform workers, what, what would then the other options be? Well... Currently, most platforms qualify the workers as self-employed persons, but trade unions and platform workers themselves have claimed that they are, in fact, employees of the platforms. Uh, And that has led to several cases. 
this case law has even showed us that apart from being an employee or being self-employed, it is also possible that these platforms qualify as temporary work agencies. So um, platform workers, if I understand you correctly, can be seen as regular employees, as temporary agency workers, or they can be seen as self-employed. And uh, which qualification applies when? Yes, that is correct. So all three of these these workers, all three of these types, they all perform work. They all uh, receive a salary in return for the work performed. The main difference is the control under which the worker performs the work. In case of self-employment, the platform is only allowed to give the necessary instructions regarding the performance of the work, but not more than that. In case of employment, the platform is allowed to actually supervise and control the worker and the work performed. Just like you and me, we are employees and we have to discuss with our employer when we go on holiday and all kinds of stuff you have to discuss between an employer and an employee. And if the platform qualifies as a temporary work agency, the platform performs the formalities of being an employer, uh, mostly administrative tasks of being an an employer and the company, the consumer who posted the jobs and the tasks on the platform is the party that is performing the supervision uh, over the work, the the control. Um, So the platform actually transferred the power to supervise the worker to this party that posted the work. So there's a triangular labor relationship that is in fact how temporary agency work um, works in practice. Okay, thank you. So um, then In fact, the supervision part and the control part, if you can assess control over the employee and whether or not he goes on holiday, is kind of of the essence here. Then trying to to go further on that, why is a correct qualification so important in this regard? Well, employees are entitled to many labor conditions uh, self-employed persons aren't. Um, For example, statutory minimum wages apply to them. Uh, They are statutorily entitled to paid holidays. They might fall under the scope of a collective agreement. Uh, They can be entitled to a pension arrangement. So uh, they are furthermore covered by social security. They enjoy dismissal protection. And the same goes for temporary agency workers. Although their dismissal protection is a lighter version uh, than the protection regular employees enjoy. Their labor conditions are still regulated by a collective agreement. They are covered by social security and uh, they are entitled to a pension. So that are many labor conditions that uh, self-employed persons do not enjoy. So trying to put this simple, in fact, employees get, get mostly everything and workers need to figure it out for themselves. So there is really a lot at stake. Is there any regulation in sight in this regard? Well, as a matter of fact, in December 2021, the European Commission published a proposal for a directive governing this issue. And uh, this directive introduces a legal presumption of employment for platform workers. So in fact, it sums up five criteria. And if at least two of these criteria are met, the presumption applies and it will then be up to the platform to counter this presumption. So it is then assumed that the worker is an employee of the platform and the platform then carries the burden of proof to to counter this presumption. 
And in our uh, criteria, like whether the platform caps the, the fees of the workers, whether it checks the results of the work, whether it hinders uh, the organization and planning of work by the worker, uh, for example, through imposing sanctions. So it are all criteria related to the, the big question, is there, are there elements of control, elements of supervision? Clear. So then uh, trying to compare this to the traditional employment relationship where it is important that there is work being performed by the employee and the employee receives a salary and he is supervised by the employee where we are going from uh, three criteria to five criteria. But then I wonder as, as a worker, is there a way to know for yourself when these criteria are met, especially, for example, um, in this day and age uh, when algorithms are involved? Because you might not always notice that, for example, you've been, you've been sanctioned. Yes, that is correct. So to come back at what you just summarized, it is still, I think, the, the three criteria of an employment contract are still relevant, uh, also when this directive would enter into force. But uh, the presumption laid down in this directive is really focused on yeah, trying to figure out whether that element of supervision is in this relationship. These five criteria are meant to display if there is a component supervision or not, and if there is a component of supervision, then this would entail that there is an employment relationship. Yes, place. yes. But you uh, asked me about uh, whether uh, workers would notice whether they've, for example, been sanctioned. I do think workers now would notice as well when their fees are kept, for example. But if any of these criteria are actually uh, concealed by an algorithm now, um, workers will know this once the proposed directive uh, becomes reality because the directive also imposes transparency obligations on these platforms. Um, they have to inform the workers on the algorithms used, how these work, uh, how they make or affect decisions and how that might affect the working conditions of these workers. Okay, well thank you. That sounds very interesting also on the use of these algorithms and having to, uh, to be transparent about that. I understand that the council and the parliament still have to discuss the directive, so nothing is cast in stone yet. Do you have any takeaways for our listeners, like a 60-second recap? What should our listeners absolutely bring home from this conversation? Wow, yes. Um, I do think, indeed, uh, it will be an ongoing discussion. I, I do not expect the member states to take this proposal at face value. It's something to keep track of, so that will be very interesting. As a takeaway, I'd say in one quite long sentence maybe qualification correct qualification of an of a labor relationships is always very important and not only for the workers but also for the companies or potential employers just for the legal certainty of all parties involved and in doing so the elements that regard to control these play a crucial role and whether they are performed online or through an algorithm or in real life these are really a, a playing a key role all right. Thank you, Meryl. Uh, all clear and also really informative. Thank you for your time today. Uh, this was it. Uh, we are done. I say thank you to you as well, the listener, for your interest in Dutch employment and labor law. And I hope you will join us again for our next season of episodes. If you wish, you can subscribe to Clint Littler Explains and we will be delighted to receive a review. If you have any questions, as always, do not hesitate to reach out because Mail and I will be happy to assist. <laughs> <laughs>